I went down to the river to watch the fish swim by. But I got to the river so lonesome I wanted to die all along. And then I jumped in the river, but the doggone river was dry. She's long gone, and now I'm lonesome blue. Hello, and welcome to the Long Gone Podcast. This is Ryan Hetzer, and with a new episode, a lot of exciting news today to share with you. I am doing this episode as a solo mission, which I never quite feel as comfortable doing that as I do when uh, the many episodes, especially of late, that where I've had uh, guests. I always feels a little bit more natural. Um, but there are there is some good and interesting news to talk about. And um, so we're going to give it a go uh, solo. So just want to give some background for reasons that will become clear in a few minutes. Um, there may be uh, some additional listeners to this version of the podcast, but um, i am uh, been a Cardinal fan all my life and you know, pretty, pretty rabid one and born and raised in St. Louis, uh, Missouri, uh, which of course, uh, adds to the, the fandom, although the Cardinals tend to have fans all over the nation. Um, and, uh, about a year and a half ago, I guess it was just before the, uh, 2019 season. I was listening to a few podcasts. I'd always been, uh, I would always read a lot of the official work of, um, you know, Cardinal, the St. Louis newspaper and any, any kind of St. Louis radio shows and, and this kind of thing, you know, official broadcasting. But it's only about two years ago that I, I started reaching out and started to just want more and more content and, started looking into a lot of different fan blogs and fan podcasts. And there's a lot of great stuff out there in the Cardinal community. And I assume that it's probably the same for many of your other major league franchises. And, uh, I, one of the, the, uh, podcast I was listening to was called two birds on a bat, uh, two birds on a bat.com. And they was a really good podcast. I would was listening to and, they had a few different shows that they were putting on per week. Uh, one of those being with uh, Benji Molina, of course, former big leaguer and brother of current Cardinal catcher Yadier Molina. And um, they put out a thing on Twitter asking for bloggers. They wanted to add a blogging component to their to their webpage. And that was really my impetus for, for diving in much deeper into this sort of fandom of the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, and so I started blogging for them and, you know, over the course of, you know, last uh, off season. And then of course, during the season and this off season, I've written almost a hundred blogs for, for them. And, um, during that time, I'm not really sure of, of when exactly I decided to do this, but, um, at some point I did decide to create this podcast and certainly, um, did it knowing that, you know, the podcast uh, market, 
you know, if you look around, it seems like everybody in the world is starting a podcast or has a podcast, but, um, still, it was a labor of love. It's just something I wanted to do. And, uh, so I did it and, uh, you know, kind of the, the first year of the podcast, it kind of petered along. I mean, I did a few episodes here and there. I think I put together over the course of the first year, like maybe a total of 13 or so episodes. And then, uh, oh, about a month ago, I guess, um, with, you know, the new season kind of on the horizon, I uh, really decided that I wanted to just completely ramp up my efforts. I, I reached out to uh, a bunch of different people in the Cardinal Twitterverse and blogosphere and uh, podcast community and just asked them if they would be willing to come on. I've started having those folks on and that that train is still moving. I'm still arranging guests um, and, and then uh, hopefully even bringing some uh, of these guests back in for repeat, uh, repeat visits. Now, um, in the background of, of all this, I guess, is, I mean, I've always been a huge baseball gamer. I've had the MLB, the show games um, have been a staple in my life for as long as I can remember uh, the amount of, games I've played, uh, is, is countless through the years. And, um, I started, uh, just this, just this year, I would say three to four months ago. Um, there was, uh, there's an entity, a website called scoutscoops.com. And, uh, you know, a lot of people listening may, may be familiar with this or are listening because of this. But Scout Scoops is uh, powered by Ryden Rosters, and Ryden Rosters is this uh, very um, well-known entity within the gaming community, sports gaming community. In fact, um, huge news this year is that they were able to partner with uh, MLB The Show, uh, the official game, to bring uh, complete minors rosters to the game from day one, from its release. And that's a huge uh, advancement because in the past, um, you know, the the game does allow for file sharing, so an individual can um, manipulate the, the the rosters and and add players and change their look and change their attributes and change uh, their equipment and all that. But of course, once the game's released, it was just the forty man rosters that were available officially, and of to put together a full miners roster, it takes a pretty significant amount of time. So the game would be released, but a lot of the more hardcore players of the game, they want to have their full, their full roster, especially for the franchise mode. And they want to be able to use all the different minor league players. And so it created a situation where a lot of times they would have to wait for a few weeks, um, maybe even longer in order to, um, in order to get that going. And so now um, with Ryden Rosters uh, partnering with MLB The Show, uh, that those will be available from the jump. And that's a huge, that's huge news for the community. Now Ryden Rosters also, uh, this through their Scout Scoops website, um, absolutely uh, is, is producing more and more content. They are... Uh, sort of attempting to, I think, expand. I mean, I'm, if I'm reading between the lines, they're trying to expand their influence um, through the Scout Scoops website and 
uh, really try to build even more of a platform. And so they also were asking for bloggers, uh, people willing to write. And so I got in contact with them through Twitter and um, through the through their official Twitter account. I was able to position myself as sort of the the St. Louis Cardinals team uh, contributor, you know, writing blogs. And I haven't done, I've, I think I've done maybe four or so blogs for them so far. I'm really going to uh, start ramping that up with the season starting. I want to start writing a bit more regularly, um, and I will be doing that. But I started writing for them, and then just in the past couple of weeks, it's been this explosion of, of um, you know, them looking for streamers. And so I got in contact with them again and said, hey, you know, I'd love to stream. I'd been doing a little bit of streaming here and there already. Um, and so, you know, I really I really want to do that. Now, my original intention with streaming was to do more of the franchise stuff. That's that's kind of been my thing in the past, and I'll kind of probably get into that more a little bit. But I've really spent most of my time with the game over the years just building franchises and building all different types of franchises. Any, any possible way you can go about approaching a franchise, I've probably probably done it multiple times. Um, and so that was going to be my original thought. Now, um, I still want to do that, but they may, this may change a little bit because the other thing that you know I want to talk about today... Well, actually, before I get to that, so... Um, the just within the past you know 48 hours or so i've been um looking at the idea of of affiliating i guess for lack of a better word to affiliating my podcast uh long gone with the scout scoops site and so um they've agreed to you know post uh, any of my podcast episodes through their platform and uh even the the cardinal related stuff that I do, which a lot of the episodes that I do are cardinal focused, um, but sort of uh, I guess in return for that, or as as a as an addition to that cardinal related content that they uh, will you know share and, and host, I'm also going to be um, doing two sort of more scout scoops, riding roster. Uh, related podcasts as well. And uh, one is going to be for the, uh, a custom league. The MLB The Show is returning uh, to the idea of having custom leagues this uh, for this version of the game. And I'm going to just, I'm going to hold on because I want to come back and talk to that, talk about that more in depth. But um, I'm going to be doing a, a podcast where you know, just sort of talking about the imaginary goings on in that league, and um, just sort of also probably the general uh, thoughts and feel about the gameplay uh, for this for this year, because that's always an issue too, is to kind of see how how you know, the advancements that have been made and hitting is always a bit of a bugaboo topic and you know is is the hitting tuned correctly is there too much power is there not enough and things like that um and then the other one uh podcast that i'll be creating regularly specifically for scout scoops is going to be a prospect related one we'll probably do that uh bi-weekly 
Um, so once every two weeks we would, um, uh, do a, a podcast really just focused on the, the minors, the, the, the top prospects across all of the sport of baseball. Now within that, um, I, you know, I am going to be reaching out and, and wanting to develop more guests. I mean, I'm definitely open to having some guests from the league that would eventually be interested in wanting to come on, um, I also want to, you know, for the for the prospect related podcast, I'd also like to bring in uh, some folks here and there. So if someone within the community, you know, has a particular affinity towards prospects or a particular knowledge base uh, on a on a certain um, on a certain team or division, then that's something that we can definitely um, that, I, that I'm very interested in bringing people on with me to talk things over. So that is, um, that's kind of a long preamble there. Uh, but, but basically I'm very excited to, yeah, I've over, I'm all, I was already excited with the new content that I've been able to provide. Um, just getting the different guests on from the Cardinal community, um, really talking things over with them as the season is approaching. That's really been great this past few weeks and, you know, putting out two, three, four episodes per week. Um, is something that you know I believe you really have to do in order to gain any kind of traction in, in this sort of uh, podcasting community. Um, so to to get this news is is pretty awesome too. Just to know that in addition to the cardinal content that I'm going to continue to do, that um, you know I'll also have this venue to talk to talk um, about the the MLB the show game with the with the custom league. And, and also the prospect-focused podcast. Uh, so very, very excited to announce all this and to sort of just get involved um, with the community more and to, uh, of course, you know, also, I mean, there's a bit of an incentive for me because uh, I, I hope to have as many listeners as possible. I mean, that's kind of why you do something like this. Not why, but it's part of the part of the draw is you, you know, you hope that people listen, you hope they enjoy. And so, um, you know, the more, the more and more people that have a chance to hear, uh, the better. So that that's, you know, getting, uh, my podcast out there through the scout scoops community that way. Um, that's, that's also beneficial for, for me and the podcast as well. So, uh, bottom line is I'm very excited, uh, to announce all this and to get started with all this. Of course, the the streaming is going to be starting up as well. So not sure exactly when I'll find all the time to fit all this in, but it's pretty much my only hobby. So, you know, any spare time I do have will be dedicated towards this stuff. So um, so today, um, what I, I'm going to kind of plan on a bit of a shorter podcast just because I wanted to, to get this news out there and also, also share... Um, you know, the platform and the background behind the podcast to any new listeners. But I want to um, talk first about the upcoming release of the MLB The Show game uh, and the custom league in which I'll be producing a podcast uh, for. Um, and then I do want to share some cardinal thoughts, you know, to those people who have been listening to my episodes and who are, uh, who are cardinal fans. Uh, there are just a couple spring related notes uh, from this past week of spring training. I've been on spring break, 
Uh, so I'm an educator and we've had the past, we have two different week long spring breaks in the, in the spring here. Uh, one that just is about to end. And then we have another one in April, but uh, so I've been able to watch a lot of the Cardinal spring training games. Um, and I have MLB TV anyway. So a couple of them I watched even, uh, you know, uh, DVR, but, um, yeah, so I have some Cardinal related thoughts that I wanted to share, um, just a few odds and ends from the spring training games, uh, some of the news and notes that have been coming out of Cardinal camp. So um, getting back to uh, you know, MLB The Show game, uh, I'm, I'm fully committed to 20. And now the, the first thing that I, uh, I've, I did not play much of 18. I, I bought it when it was released. I got, I don't know, I, I, I was not very good about sticking with it. I got maybe 50 games or so into the season, and I just really I abandoned it. Um, and went back to 17 just because, you know, when it comes to a baseball video game, the responsiveness and kind of the, the input, um, feel of the hitting is so, so important to your experience. And I just found that for 17, um, I knew when I squared a pitch up, I could feel it. I, I, if I squared a pitch up, if I, my timing was good, I got to the point where I just knew it. And when I did, you'd hit the ball hard. I mean, not necessarily always a home run or double, but you it would sting the ball solidly if you were able to square it up. But yeah, you could also feel if you were late, if you got fisted, if you were, you know, kind of rolled over on a ground ball in the outside corner, you, it's almost, you get a feel to it. I just never felt that with 18. And so um, then with 19, I did commit much more to that game. But, um, and I played entire seasons of 19. I played some online stuff with 19. But even with that, um, I still preferred the hitting of 17. So, but at this point, I mean, with it being 2020 and you're talking three iterations of the game later, I'm, I'm just gonna, I've decided I'm gonna abandon my, my comfort level of the hitting uh, with 17 and, and I just hope that with 20, I think a lot of it is just comfort and you just have to play. And you, once you get more part of that feel of, of squaring up a ball and knowing when you square it up versus not knowing uh, or versus being late or versus rolling over. I think part of that's just repetition too. So I'm fully committing myself to 20. I'm going to wipe away all of my, uh, 17. I'm going to wipe it off the, the PlayStation and I'll carry over a couple of my franchises that I've had going on there, but I'm fully committing. And anyway, um, so the, the, I say all that because the, the 20 game is set to release quite soon here. And so with that, of course, the community is getting really, really ramped up in the scout scoops and ride and roster community, um, included in that. And, uh, one of the, new features is uh, that they had gone away from for a couple of years is the, the ability, I think th since 2016, um, the ability to have online custom leagues. So you and a group of people can be in a league together. You can set the different rules of that league and essentially compete in online games with one another. Um, and so the, um, the scout scoops 
community through their Discord server and has developed um, a couple of different leagues that I'm aware of. And I think there's also even a, a Patreon league that's going to go on. But um, the league that the two leagues that I'm aware of uh, through the Discord server, there's um, one called the the 108, I believe, and then there's uh, Money Ballers. And so I'm I'm in a league called the Money Ballers. With this league, basically everybody was able to pick their top three teams uh, with the idea that you would get one of those three. And uh, so there are 30... 30 different individuals that are going to be in this league and competing against one another. I did get the Cardinals. I, I was not, I uh, wasn't going to be totally upset if I didn't get them, but I did. So I'm pretty excited about that. And, um, you know, the, the, the league has already set, you know, set, set some rules and uh, basically um, the idea is that each week uh, each individual would play between three to four games Uh We'll be playing just one game series. Um, there's some limited limits on trades, and uh, you know there there are multiple seasons, I believe, and then these games will also be streamed. Um, and for me, I have a Twitch, and then I'll also you know once a Twitch stream is over, I'll normally post it onto YouTube as well. So I'll do both. Um, you now there are there was a stream that came out this week from San Diego Studios, uh, the folks that you know do MLB the show, and um, I watched, I skimmed it. Um, there was a the the stream was about the custom league option or the custom league uh, feature, and I did watch most of it. It was about an hour long, and I would kind of watch it for five, six, seven minutes, and then it would they'd get bogged down in a certain detail, and I'd just kind of skim ahead two, three, four, five minutes and then listen again. And So I would say I probably caught at least 60 to 70% of it, but um, there, are, well, there, are, there are a couple of things that I'm still a little bit unclear on, but with the custom leagues, you know, again, you can you know, set up a private league, a custom league, and this one that we'll be in and that I'll be podcasting about will have 30 teams. And uh, I believe, though, that you only have the 40-man rosters to work with, the live 40-man rosters, and uh, there's no, like, draft or in-between seasons. There isn't free agency, um, which to me, I mean, I know that it adds a whole other difficulty element probably, but it's a little bit disappointing because when you think of if you're playing a season, if you're playing a league with, with a custom league like this and you're going, you know, through multiple seasons, yes, trading is fine. And trading is, you know, one thing that I'm sure will, will go on, but it would be nice to be able to have some players that you would draft um, and kind of build up through the course of a couple of seasons or also, of course, the bidding that could occur on free agency and then how you work that into your overall budget. I mean, but I guess, you know, uh, with the return of custom leagues, I suppose that you can't uh, can't get too upset over some of the lack of these features, just the, the ability to be able to play a custom league after it being uh, after it being away for a couple years. 
you know, I'm not going to get too upset about that. But, um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to to see you know, the different features of the game and how how everything plays out. Uh, when the game is first released, there's always kind of the question of like the, the tuning of it. I mentioned uh, a little bit ago, kind of um, the offense and the the hitting is always an issue at the beginning. Um, it always seems like some people feel like uh, you know home runs are too easy to hit. Some people feel like they're too difficult to hit. Um, a lot of times there are patches that come out that you know. T- that with the intention to fix, uh, you know, the kind of the tuning of the game here or there in one way or another. So that's going to be, you know, with, with everybody getting so excited about this game and ready to start these custom leagues and ready to start their full rosters, uh, full minor rosters, um, franchises and all that, there's probably going to be a little bit of that at the beginning sort of uh, you know, how's the game playing? There's going to be a lot of talk about that at the beginning, which I'm sure you'll get into on the podcast a little bit as well. Um, you know, the other thing that uh, comes into play with a new game and new this this new custom league is sort of the servers. I know there have been versions of the game where there's been a lot of lag with uh, playing online. And, you know, if all these people are excited about playing online – that would be a disaster if they were having a bunch of server issues or lag issues where people, you know, just didn't even feel like it was worthwhile to play online. So that those are just a little concerns and worries that, you know, I would have for any version of the game. But it seems like with this one, um, you know, the, with the custom leagues returning. But uh, so for anyone who might be listening, um because I will post this uh, through the custom league and, and through riding rosters and that uh, if, if you're interested in coming on, you know, please direct message me on discord um, on Twitter. I'm uh, at R Deshane 19. So that's at R D E S C H A I N 19. Uh, that's on Twitter. So, you can reach me those two places. And if you uh, would want to come on, I basically just can set everything up through my laptop in terms of a, a guest spot. I imagine once the league gets going, it'll be more and more interesting, you know, each week to talk about some trades and talk about the way things are going um, within the league and within the game uh, as, as a whole. Uh, but uh, absolutely excited to get started with that. Again, also with the Scout Scoops uh, version of the bi-weekly prospect podcast. That, that again, I just want to mention that if somebody out there is interested in perhaps contributing to that or coming on with me, uh, please just um, you know feel free to get in contact. Uh, let me see. Well, uh, if there's anything else I want to say about uh, MLB The Show before I move on to some of my cardinal thoughts. Um, no, I guess not. Just as a recap, very quickly, um, the podcast is now going to be affiliated with Scout Scoops. They're going to post all of the content that I put out there. For some of you, though, I mean, if you're not a major Cardinal fan, there's a lot of the stuff that you know might not be that interesting to you or something that you're 
um, would be extremely into. But for the greater MLB community out there, uh, there will be the uh, the regular uh, show regarding the the custom league, and uh, then there will be the prospect show. So. Um, certainly looking interested in feedback or interested in any particular topics or thoughts that you would maybe want me to cover, um, anything like that. This is, uh, just a labor of love. I'm certainly not any kind of professional, uh, broadcaster. And so I, I, I do my very best because I love it, but, um, I, I'm also open to feedback and constructive criticism. So, um, with that, if, so at this point, if you're not really a Cardinal fan, uh, I certainly don't mind if you were to stop listening, I'm going to get into some Cardinal thoughts, uh, here at this point. Um, and then for those of you who are only here for Cardinal content, I'll probably put some kind of, uh, of, uh, description in the, in the podcast that, that says, you know, Hey, start at the 30 minute mark, but. Uh, in terms of the Cardinals, I've had the opportunity to watch a lot of spring ball so far. And, you know, there have only been, oh, I want to say between eight to 10 games. I'm not even sure exactly the exact number, but um, I've watched most of, of, of the games that have been televised. I've watched most of the, all of those games. And, uh, yeah, just had a couple different things to share. Uh, I think you know the Dylan Carlson issue is becoming uh, something to watch. Uh, certainly, it was it was something to watch before spring ever started. Just you know this this prime stud prospect who's kind of on the cusp of the big leagues, and you know there is outfield uncertainty in the Cardinal uh, system and in the big league roster even, and. So you know, even before spring began, it was something to keep an eye on. And then, you know, he's gone out and you know, just not really hitting for big-time power, although he does have uh, a few doubles and a triple. But just looking very comfortable, Dylan Carlson, looking very much uh, like he belongs. Uh, his at-bats, he doesn't seem overwhelmed at all. He doesn't seem... Just seems very cool, calm, and collected. Kind of the the player that that we were led to believe he is. It's just this sort of you know very heady ball player that can do just about anything. He's made a couple nice plays defensively, so he's making things interesting. Absolutely, and uh, when you look around and you see the the makeup of that outfield. I mean, Harrison Bader is also having a good spring so far. O'Neill has had a couple of moments. Um, homering off Stroman being probably the the main one. Um, Dexter Fowler has not been good. Now, you know, for years and years, we've been taught not to get too, you know, caught up in spring training results. And I, I, tend to agree with that, but at the same time, uh, Dexter Fowler has had a, I'd say a t- somewhat of a rocky past two years with the Cardinals. Um, and as an older guy who, you know, has, 
has had his struggles in a Cardinal uniform, you do you do take a little bit of a notice. Uh, it's not like it's a, an established star that's just kind of working on some things in spring training and you just sort of give a pass to. You don't even look at his stats. I mean, you in Dexter Fowler's case, you do kind of tend to prick up your ears and say, oh, wow, okay, so. And he hasn't looked very good. So I – it is the outfield situation continues to be intriguing. It's been intriguing to Cardinal fans for a long time now, and especially going into the season and letting Marcelo Zuna walk. Um, you know, the idea is that you have all these young outfielders to take a look at, and even a guy like Lane Thomas has had his moments. He crushed a crushed a long home run, long home run at Houston the other day in a game I was watching, and you know he's some somebody the Cardinals really like. So. I don't know. Um, there's going to be a lot of sentiment among fans that just, you know, hey, get Carlson up there on opening day um, and let him play. The The counter argument or the, the, the thing that is still going to come into play with the Cardinals is that they're probably going to want to take the approach that, hey, you know, when, once he's up, he's there to stay and he's there to play every day, which makes sense. So if they get towards the end of spring and they think, well, you know, there's enough guys that are also playing well that we don't know for sure that we could say that Dylan Carlson's going to play every day, that's where you could see them, you know, having him start the year in Memphis because if you, you know, you know you're going to have Fowler and if Bader's playing well and if O'Neal's playing well and if Thomas is playing well, I mean, that's already right there four guys. And then you have some of these extra bats like a Rangel Ravello, um, you know, Tommy Edmond, who most people forget about when they're talking about the outfield. But if Matt Carpenter's playing third base a lot, Tommy Edmond is going to find his way into the lineup, I'm sure. And, and some of that time is going to be in the outfield because, you know, you've got Paul DeYoung and Colton Wong at third and short. And you're just not going to, I mean, I'm sorry, um, short and second. And you're just not going to sit those guys very often. So, um, Tommy Edmonds is going to play some outfield. So anyway, that that's where it comes back to Carlson. If if they see him, if they see his role at the beginning of the year at least being a guy that is sort of a part part time starter in the outfield, and then of course when he's not starting a bench bat, I, I don't know that they're really going to to want to start his career like that in the big leagues. And so that's where I think some things could change. Um, Matt Carpenter injury is a bit concerning. I mean, you kind of hope to see him really, uh, you know, this idea if the Cardinals are going to have a better offense than they did in 2019, which is a huge key. Uh, they need Matt Carpenter to be productive again and, you know, to have him a lot of good talk in the offseason, a lot of talk about, you know, a different approach at the plate and so on. And then uh, and then the back has flared up again. He hasn't played and I think, you know, maybe four or five, six days now. Now, part of the issue with that, there's, there's two things. I mean, he's getting older. The back has been a problem through the years from time to time. You, you hear of his back flaring up. And then there was also, you know, some of the work he did this offseason was meant to specifically alleviate some of that back pain. So that, so the fact that he apparently did work in the off season to strengthen his core and strengthen the back, but yet it's still bothering him. That 
and his age. And, you know, nobody wants to say it, but who knows how much of his his performance last year may have been affected with the back. So I think there's definitely some concern. Now, the Cardinals have some insurance with a guy like Tommy Edmond. Um, and then if Tommy Edmond were to have to be uh, a th- everyday third baseman, you do have Brad Miller that can still be that utility guy. Uh, I think that's, you know, where that signing could really come into play is if insurance. Yaira Munoz has actually had a good spring as well, although he, I think he, he pulled up lame with a, looked like he pulled a calf or a hammy. I, I haven't read how serious that is, but that just was in yesterday's game. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Matt Carpenter thing is definitely concerning. Paul DeYoung looks good. Wong looks like Wong. I mean, Molina looks the same as always. I think um, on the pitching front, uh, it's nice to see Carlos Martinez just yesterday out there looking looking good, looking strong. I think he's a huge key. Um, the bullpen is very intriguing to me. Uh, I think the starting rotation is, if Martinez sticks, I think it's likely going to be, you know, even though there are other candidates, I think it's likely going to be you know, Flaherty Martinez uh, with Dakota Hudson um, and uh, um, Wayne Wright and then uh, Kwang Hyung Kim. I think that's really kind of the the way I would handicap that pretty strongly right now. I think that the, the Kim signing uh, – they would have put him in the bullpen had they needed to, but with Michaelis being down for at least the first month, I just think that that's really the reason why they signed Kim, uh, and I think he's going to get that first crack at it. And so far, he's been impressive as well. I mean, he's thrown the ball well. So I think that's going to very likely be your, your first five. But the rest of the group, uh, to me, is very intriguing. Uh, there's so many good arms down there. Uh, and you've got some guys that are out of options. So how do you weigh that versus, you know, a guy like a Cody Whitley who's really turned heads in camp with being a potential lights-out reliever? But he has options versus, you know, other guys. Henesis Cabrera is another one. He's been nasty. But I believe he still has options. I'm not 100% sure of that. I believe he does. So... uh if you know that's another one where what will what will the Cardinals do because he, the guy's been electric, but is there are there some other options that they would not want to part with, uh, and that they would have to you know, be exposed to waivers off the if they were to be sent down. Uh, guys like John Gann are in that category. Um, I think Tyler Webb's in that category, although I think he's got a pretty solidified spot. Um, Ponce de Leon, I believe, is another one who does not have options left. Although he, and I should have, I should do my research and know this if I was going to talk about it, but because I'm not sure, I'm not sure about Ponce de Leon either. But then there's also Austin Gomber, and a lot of these guys have all looked pretty good too. I mean, Ponce de Leon threw the ball well the other day. Gomber in his first outing threw the ball well. Gomber will play to pitch today against the Houston Astros. So that'll be a, an interesting indication of how how his progression is coming. I mean, you've got guys like Alex Reyes. 
you know, who's still this electric talent, but he's been a bit uneven in his two appearances so far. Um, you've got Junior Fernandez, who had a great year. There's just the bullpen options. If you're looking, let's say you're going to carry 13 pitchers, and you have those five starters that I just named a minute ago, the, the competition for those other eight spots is like, I mean, it goes like, I don't know, like 12, 13, 14 deep. I should have prepared a list uh, before starting this podcast, but it's um, – and if I, I'm, I'm embarrassed if I try to name the 13 or 14 now that I'll get stumped. But I know that the number is high, uh, and there's a lot of guys. I mean, Helsley, uh, you've got your guys you know are probably going to be there, like your Brebbia, Andrew Miller. You start throwing all these names in, and you've got to come up with, you know, only eight that would make uh, that would go north with the team. It's it's tough. Uh, you know, the other thing with spring, uh, a lot of times, you know, you're trying to sort out maybe some of your bench roles. That's a lot of times what spring it will come down to as well. You know, we already talked about the outfield with Carlson. I think uh, Rodel Ravello seems to be playing a lot, and he's shown that he is capable of playing at least a serviceable outfield in addition to being a first baseman. So I think with that 13th man now uh, on the bench, 26 man roster. I think Ravello is a pretty good bet. Uh, although, you know, Yairo Munoz is really pushing him before the injury. You'll have to see how that injury is. Yairo Munoz was having a good year or good spring rather. And he's, he's had a couple years with the big league club. So he's some familiarity with Mike Schilt and with the organization. Um, I think, uh, there's still, uh, in terms of the infield, you have to look at a guy like Edmundo Sosa who has had a really good camp, but you just don't know how numbers are going to shake out because you've got Edmund as a bench guy or a semi-bench guy. You know you know, Brad Miller's probably going to make the club as an infielder. You look at, you know, Munoz, Ravello, and then uh, so for a guy like Edmundo Sosa, you just don't know even though he's really looked pretty good and probably is the best defensive infielder uh, among any of the the bench options. Uh, You just don't know if he's going to end up kind of getting caught in a numbers crunch because there again, you know, that you have your eight, your eight starting players. So right away, if uh, you know, you go Edmund with nine, you've got a, would be your ninth, uh, Weeders is your backup catcher is right away 10. So then you're already down to just three additional spots. And, uh, you know, probably two of those spots are going to go to outfielders. Um, and so then you're basically left with, well, so Miller too, if we say he's on, that's 11. So then you're down to two spots and you've got all these guys. I mean, Ravello, uh, Sosa, uh, didn't mention yet Austin Dean. I mean, he's another guy on the 40-man roster. You've got Justin Williams. Uh, so a lot of uh, a lot of things that could still be decided on the bench front as well. Um, trying to th- Andrew Miller's appearance the other day was a little bit concerning. He was his, his first uh, his first outing of the spring. 
the other day against the Mets, and uh, he was pretty wild, although he did end up settling down and getting out of the inning with just a one run. But, uh, you know, such a important signing last offseason, and you kind of hoped that he was going to be able to regain some of the magic of being, you know, one of the best relievers in all of baseball for such a long stint there. And he really, you know, last year he was serviceable. He was okay. He had a few good stretches. But, you know, he wasn't the Andrew Miller of old. You could clearly see that. Uh, as far as who, another big question of Cardinal Camp as far as who might emerge as a closer. That's another thing that still worries me I mean, I, I, or concerns me in the sense that you like to have that one guy that you feel really comfortable with. But at the same time, I don't know, I think this, this bullpen sets up as one that could be truly a closer by committee. And I always like that in theory, but I just don't know that I've ever seen it fully put into practice well. But when you have guys down there like Helsley with the big arm and you've got Miller from the left side who's closed a bit, and you've got uh, uh, Giovanni Gallegos who had a you know wonderful year as a setup man last year, you you kind of think, well, he can step into a ninth inning role. Even guys like Brebia and Gant, I mean, they've thrown a lot of high leverage innings last year, so the idea of them getting out to the ninth inning isn't uh, isn't doesn't put you into a panic. But uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Um, I guess the other major news of camp just has been Michaelis. I mean, I kind of glossed over that, but you have a guy who's been a stalwart of your rotation for two straight years. And, you know, now you just never quite know where that's headed. I mean, they say he had to get another plate rich, platement rich uh, injection into the forearm. Uh, everything I've read say, they, they say that the elbow is, is in, strong. It's intact. It's not going to be something that's going to lead to Tommy John, but at the same time, like it's, I feel like I've heard that before from the Cardinal medical staff and then eventually ends in Tommy John. The other way to look at it, that is if, it, if it's not an elbow reconstructive issue, but yet something that won't heal or keeps coming back, because apparently he had the same platelet injection last season leading up into the playoffs. If it's not an elbow, but yet the condition is chronic, well, then, then what do you do? It kind of harkens back to a sort of uh, time where Michael Walker had that period of time where they really didn't know how to treat his scapula injury. And then you've also got Kyle Loesch, I remember, from a few years back where he had like a forearm issue that they they could never really fully understand what was going on with it. So, um, you know, in one in one sense, you you would almost, if it, if it was Tommy John, you'd know exactly what you're dealing with. Uh, and you do the elbow reconstruction, and then you rehab it, and hopefully you come back like a lot of guys have, you know, um, as good as new. But uh, with with what it is, uh, with it apparently not being connected to the elbow, I'm not sure to be if I should be more concerned about that or less. But they say he's going to start throwing in about a week, and then they hope uh, right now the timeline would be that about a month or so into the season they would hope to get him back, but uh, we'll see. We will see on that. All right, well, those are just some quick cardinal notes and thoughts. Um, 
Really excited once again to uh, announce uh, the affiliation with Scout Scoops. Uh, you know, through riding rosters to uh, for them to be able to get my regular podcast content out there. You know, that's something I'm very appreciative of. And then also to have the chance to produce a uh, a podcast for the um, for the online league, for the custom league. I don't really know how that's going to go. I mean, it's I've never. I've never really done a podcast for like a fake imaginary league, but I think it could be fun and, you know, I'll kind of feel my way through it. And with some of your help for those listening who are in the league and uh, we'll, we'll find a way to make it interesting and make it fun. Um, and then also, as I said a few times, excited to do the, the uh, podcast um, for scout scoops with the, the focus on the minors uh, top prospects. So, uh, with that, I want to thank uh, you for listening. I was going to try to keep this uh, between 30 to 40 minutes, but here I am at 50. Um, more content to come. I do have a few Cardinal-related guests lined up here uh, this coming week. Uh, effort, I'm putting a lot of effort into a lot of different things, so uh, just uh, stay tuned, and uh, there will be more to come. And uh, thanks for listening. <laughs>